BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I am your host, Heather McMahon. Sounding better. Literally three weeks on the mend, I'm starting to sound better. I'm feeling better. But damn, if whatever the fuck was going around didn't take my ass out. But we're here. We did it. We survived. If you get this, I might have had an adult version of RSV. Just take care of yourselves, guys. Everything is out and about. And then I get to Austin and they were like, oh, bitch, gird your loins because apparently there's like a cedar I think it was a cedar tree allergy that like takes people down. So if you didn't, if you weren't already having RSV, COVID for the 12th time, a sinus infection, a UTI, a kidney infection, like whatever, then everybody at my shows was warning me like, take a Zyrtec. Doesn't matter where you are, take a fucking Zyrtec because now there's a cedar issue. I don't know a lot about trees and pollination in like really nature in general, But if there's one specific sect of tree that's trying to kill us all, maybe we should reevaluate. Food for thought. Food for thought. Anyways, wanted to say thank you to everybody who came out to the Austin shows. What a fucking great week. A great week of comedy. Shout out to the entire staff at the Paramount Theater. One of my absolute favorite theaters. I'd say top three theaters of all time to perform in. It's just such an intimate audience. It's such a great crowd. It Y'all sold that bitch out three times over, and I am so grateful. You have no idea. It makes such a huge difference when you come up to theater and it says sold out for my pussy, for my pride, for my age to still call me. So (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you so much. And also just people of, of Austin and Texas in general are great. I always say some of my best shows are in Texas. Everyone's just a fucking vibe and cool and in on the joke and gets it and and fabulous. Listen, I need to give a personal shout out to all these women from Midland, Texas who came out. And I know you guys have been begging me to come do a show in Midland, which is in the middle of nowhere. Literally, Midland. That's where it, it's in the middle of Texas, but not really. Kind of just in the middle of nowheresville, but a lot of oil and gas. So you know what those ladies do? They go down there. They get dicked down by a man who not only can drill, drill pipe, drill oil. You know what I'm saying? 
but a lot of gals came in from Midland. So shout out to all those girlies. I had so much fun catching up with everybody after the show. And listen, shout out to the city of Houston, Texas. Now I had so many people from Houston come to my show and they were very upset at the meet and greet on Saturday. There was a whole chunk of them. And they were like, why aren't you in Houston? I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do not choose to not go to cities because I don't want to other than Baltimore. That's a city that I feel like I maybe need a pause before I return. Do you know what I mean? Other than that, and like maybe I'd say, actually, I was going to say Daytona. I'd honestly love to perform in Daytona. Actually, nothing would tickle my taint more than doing like motorcycle week. They do like a Hell's Angel week in Daytona. Fuck yes. Are you kidding me? Do you know how many leather-skinned, tan women named Tanya with crunchy hair would be on the back of a hog wearing nothing but a bikini top and leather chaps? That is actually my, like, wettest dream. My wet dream is to perform comedy at Daytona, not the NASCAR week, although I'm I'm very into NASCAR. Shout out to Dale Earnhardt Jr. But I'm just saying in general, I'd love to be at the, the bike week. But these women came, they were very drunk on Saturday, very drunk at the show. And the Houston women were very upset that I am I did have not come to Houston. And I have said this, and I think some of y'all missed it, but I just want to reiterate, I love Houston. Houston, Texas is one of the most important places to me in my heart. My father died there. <laughs> I actually still love it though. I, have a, I love Houston. But we don't not have Houston on the, the map right now because we didn't want to. Told you guys this a couple weeks ago. Quick refresher. Houston was the first theater we were supposed to perform at on this tour. And then the theater, something happened and they weren't able to accommodate us. So I think their staff quit. So we had to unfortunately pivot. So we're waiting, you know, if Houston, something opens up the right size theater, then we will absolutely come through. But right now I really want to say thank you to everybody who traveled all across Texas for the shows. And don't forget, I am also playing, I have like three shows in Dallas, a show in Fort Worth, some other places, maybe at El Paso. Anybody live in El Paso? Maybe I go to Marfa. I don't know. We're doing the most. So please understand the very angry women of Houston. It was not by choice. It's a scheduling thing. And it's like I get DMs sometimes. Why are you not in Anchorage? Because we can't get a theater there or we can't, you know, fit it into the schedule. Working on it. Always working on it. I am going to some very new exciting states and cities. This year, I am going to Providence, Rhode Island. Never been there. Boise, Idaho. Fucking, my tits are on fire for Boise. I've never been to a few spots that I'm very excited to check out. And, you know, I'm going back to Ohio. The last time I was in Ohio, I got impaled in the pussy by a Buckeye candy. But I'll be in Cleveland in a week. So, you know what? I don't want to hear it. I love Cleveland, actually. And Cincinnati, chef's kiss. Columbus, not on the map. So, if you're in Columbus... Come to the Cleveland or the Cincinnati show. Gonna need to see you there. We're not gonna be able to get Columbus on the books this next tour. But I love you. No hard feelings. But I just need you to travel to another city. You know what I mean? I'm doing the best I can. But anywho, hey, just had a great week. Big shout out to the Commodore Perry and O'Bears Resort. Insane. Absolutely insane. I don't have a discount code. I wish I did. But they hooked it up for your girl. I was staying in this room. It was like the Laverne suite. And it was like the ceiling was wallpapered. But it was like a cloth textured wallpaper. I was in this 
canopied bed that had like velvet curtains and a gorgeous light. And I called it the Marie Antoinette bed. Now, if you were on LSD, any sort of neurotropic, is it neurothropic or tropic? I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. Or if you were on any sort of psychedelic, you would lose your mind in this room, but it was pink. It was paisley. It was fabulous. I felt like I was on the inside of an old antique Vera Bradley bag, like a good one. Not the one I talked about on the podcast last week, a good Vera. You know what I'm saying? Victorian. It just felt fabulous. But the rest of the Commodore Perry, it's just this cool estate in, I don't know exactly what part of town it's in. It's very close to UT. And I guess it's kind of like run a little bit like a sew house where you can have like a membership. And we got to do a cool like Q&A one night with all their members, which was awesome. I was in Austin for a whole week. And I got to be honest with you, Austin is one of my absolute favorite cities. Also, shout out to my masseuse at Milk and Honey Spa Sky. If you get a chance, go see him. Fantastic deep tissue massage. He spent about 45 minutes on my left hammy and it, it put me right in the zone. So want to give a big shout out to Sky. Fantastic massage. But anyways, you I mean, you go to Austin, you eat well, you sleep well, and you boot scoot and buggy and you do great comedy shows. So I had a fantastic week and I, I just want to say thank you guys. Have you seen Justin Bieber walking around with those stars on his face? Well, guess what? Starface is the best-selling Hydro Stars, okay? A fun star-shaped pimple patch that's so cute. I almost look forward to getting a breakout. Let me tell you real talk. Jeff's chin was just, I mean, it was Crater City, so I covered him in those little star patches last night, and he's looking good as new today. And that's why I love it, because cuteness aside, they're also designed to absorb fluid and reduce redness while shrinking your spot. Starface has a full range of Hydro Star pimple patches for whatever mood I'm in, there's classic yellow, a colorful multi-pack, a solid black, and a cute blue star with salicylic acid, which you know is a game changer. You know what's nice? It's like the other stuff that you used to like help cure your pimples or whatever never worked. And also you always look like a monster going to bed. But now it's nice. Like if I'm having a period breakout, put a couple stars on my face and I like lay in bed and I just feel like more sophisticated and cute instead of coming in with like literal dried crushed aspirins that like never worked. I love Star Face. I think all their products are great. Also, I love their face wash. They sent me a whole thing and I've been using their face wash and I'm friggin' obsessed with it. I am also excited because Starface actually just released their newest innovation, which is a powerful micro dart patch called the Micro Cloud. These cute cloud patches, they're just like cloud shaped. They're made with tiny self-dissolving micro darts that dive deep into skin to target every early stage pimple that are dry or irritated. And then they're filled with key ingredients like hyaluronic acid, niacinamide, and salicylic acid to help calm and hydrate skin for faster healing. I freaking love, love, love everything from Starface. Their microcloud is only available in the U.S. at starface.world. That's S-T-A-R-F-A-C-E dot world. And for a limited time, Starface is offering all Absolutely Not listeners free shipping on your first microcloud order. Just enter promo code ABSOLUTELY at checkout. Again, that's ABSOLUTELY for free shipping on your first microcloud order. Literally the number one thing I take every single day. And I just took a whole new pack for all my shows in Austin this past week. It's my athletic greens. This is easy. This is a no brainer. I mean, at this point, 
I should be paying them. No, they should still pay me. But still, I take Athletic Greens every day. My husband is also obsessed. My mom's obsessed. I love Athletic Greens. And when I don't take my Athletic Greens, I notice a big difference. So I am absolutely addicted to it. Listen, I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. And I love it because I wanted better gut health, increased energy, immune system support. I hated taking pills and vitamins and wanted a supplement that actually tasted good. It's great. Okay, I take one scoop. I put it in water in the morning. I wolf it back. It tastes delicious but I just throw it back and I'm good to go. And what I love about it is Athletic Greens is 75 different vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support. I also love that I have boosted energy and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. Y'all, if you actually looked at the back of what's in Athletic Greens and then tried to source all of those things individually, you would be so absolutely beyond overwhelmed. What I love about Athletic Greens, it's all there. Again, it's 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients of the highest quality right there. You put one scoop in your water or juice, you can even throw it in a smoothie and you're good to go. And if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Check it out. I've got a show in Augusta this Friday, and then I have two shows this weekend in Charleston. We have a show Saturday and Sunday. Can't wait to be in. Um, first time performing in Augusta. You musta come to Augusta. I just wrote that. You know, my hair girl, shout out to uh, Britt Harrington. Britt, my girl, boho Britt. She travels from Augusta to come do my hair every like four weeks. So she's going to do that. High snatch pony for the party. In Augusta. Can't wait. Shout out to my Augusta girls. But I'm excited. I'm excited. This tour has been a lot of fun. And I think it's different. It's if you haven't come out and seen it, it's such a departure from the last show. I mean, we definitely have a touch of like, you know, I open with a really fun character video, but we're talking about the wedding and the honeymoon and marry relationships and marriage and and what it's like to like look at your spouse and then just say, ugh you know, in the best way possible. But it'll be really funny because Jeff has not seen the show yet and um, he's coming this weekend. And so pray for me. <laughs> but we got the whole crew coming. We've got the whole fucking crew coming. It's going to be a wild weekend. And I am very excited and I love what I do. And I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who supports me. But let's get into some other things that have been going on. You know what I mean? What are we feeling? I had somebody tell me the other day, they said, you know, I'm showing a little leg on stage, really showing y'all what these quads are about. And I've got a toned leg. I got to be honest with you. I really do. The back is getting a little more soft and supple than it used to be. And now that I'm off my three-week RSV where I thought I was dying, I can get back into my workout program. Now I'm going, I'm doing this, this lower body workout program. Cause you know, I hate this bullshit when everyone's like, you know, if I do, I mean, it's full body, but I'm doing this guy and he's never, I mean, What's this guy's name? It's just good, the Good Fitness app, okay? I told you guys about this man. Anyways, I'm going to get back into this this intense build-a-booty workout. Because I figure, like, if I just really narrow it down, like, if you were just trying to get really ripped abs, it's better. It's a better goal. I don't know why overall toning is just stressing me out, but I'm like, if I just get a fat ass, it will all, the rest of it will fall into place. So anywho, I'm going to be back on it, but people were giving me shout outs like Heather, show us the leg. So I'm out there flexing quad. I'm flexing quad, but I was backstage. So I have on this like short mini skirt, 
my whole new costumes made by Show Me Your Moo Moo. And I'm about to put on my top. So it's like tight bra, you know, to hold the the loose titties in, mini skirt. And then I just looked in the middle and guys, it is, I am such an apple shape. At least I own it. I, I am a red delicious bitch. I am a Washington Granny Smith so soft in the middle. And I, and I said to myself, I looked at Ray and Ray was like, we, we should maybe also include a sit up or a plank. Like sometimes the way my body absorbs muscle, it's just, I can have like toned arms or legs, but the middle is just fucking red, delicious baby. It is so soft. If you were to lightly peel back the layer of my top, it is like, it's almost like a, like an apple that's gone too soft. You know what I mean? Because a uh, Granny Smith is pretty crisp in the middle. This is soft. And you know, is it the Red Delicious? Are those the ones that you bite into? And they're a little too waxy on the outside. And then you bite into you. Go, this is, this is mushy. It's mushy. You know what I mean? Like I realized my entire life, I have so genuinely neglected the core. And that I thought after coughing, for three weeks that I would have like had a, a resemblance of something in the center. No. So we might need to start a plank challenge, a hundred sit-ups a day. I don't know, just to feel like there's some support. Cause I, at one point I said, Ray, if I got tied to the back of a Chevy and you pulled my arms one way, my legs, the other, I would rip immediately. You know, I have no, I couldn't even support a mild <clears throat> cough. I couldn't support the cough. And I can't let the core of it take me down to the RSV. You know, there's going to be something next. But I realize I got to build the core to support the rest of the, the quads. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know a lot about bodybuilding, but the middle is so soft, so red delicious. I'm afraid the back's going to go out and the back's already loose. And so I did a little re light research the other night while I was laying in this Marie Antoinette bed, high as a kite on an edible. And it was like, dude, one of the reasons you might have back issues because the core is too soft. So while I don't want to do the whole body, looks like I'm going to have to. I don't want to, but I'm going to have to. And that is infuriating. Anywho, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at emotionally. Red delicious, baby. You know, and a red delicious will get you. You think, you th oh, bitch, that thing is toned, shiny, waxy the perfect hue of red. And then you take that top layer off and you go, this thing is literally oatmeal in my mouth. And you know that we can be like that in a lot of ways in our life. You know what I mean? It's a lot of smoke and mirrors. I got it all together. I got it all together. You peel back the layers. We're unraveling. So maybe you're having a red delicious moment. And I'm not talking about physically. Listen, there are a lot of us have soft cores. You know what I mean? A lot of us do. And I'm being a little, probably a little hard on myself. No, it is. It is very soft and pale. Just, un I don't wear bikinis a lot because I get, <laughs> I get moles on my tum-tum. You know what I mean? So while I was obviously shaped like an apple, so I prefer a one piece, I also just get like really freckly on my tummies. But I think it, there is such a juxtaposition to the color on the back of my hands, to the area around my belly button, that it is, it's alarming. It's, you know what I mean? It's not great. So, um, you know, if you can't tone it, tan it. So we need to at least, I just needs to see the sun. I need a touch of sun. I need a touch of something in the middle 
to help us bring it together. It's really for the safety of my back. But anyways, what was I saying? Maybe you're having a red delicious moment. You know what I mean? Everything looks good on the outside, but inside you're spiraling. That's okay. Let's figure out a way that we can support ourselves. You know what I mean? Whether it is a sit up, maybe it's a little time. You know, maybe you go in the closet and you scream for 10 minutes. Maybe you download old episodes of The Hills. I don't know what that looks like for you. But I think sometimes we can all put on this air that we've all got it going on. I cried three times last week. Not, I wasn't upset about anything in particularly. And I think I'm just PMSing, but I was, I don't know what's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Cried. Over what? Richly blessed. Staying at a six-star resort. Cried. No excuse. I mean, work has been stressful, sure. But I I just needed a cathartic sob. You know what I mean? I needed a cathartic. I don't know why I'm crying. And then I got it out and I was like, okay, cookie. Mommy, what cookie? Like I immediately needed a cookie. Also, probably one of the reasons it's very soft in the middle. You know, and I don't fuck with a crispy cookie. I only like it raw in the middle. I like it raw dough. God, I've been speaking this into existence. You know what I mean? I don't like people who like crispy cookies. And I know we've discussed this before. Fucking unhinged. Insane. If you're telling me if there are two options, there's a a warm dish of warm cookies that are raw in the middle, or you're going to go a crispy cookie and you go crispy. I don't think we can be together in the same space, period. Like that's negative energy that I don't wish upon anybody. I, I can't live that life. Soft cookie all the way. But there are days when you got to harden up. You know what I mean? But let it out. Maybe we just need to all take a 10. You know, how can we prepare for success or prepare for, you know, what we got ahead of us this year if we're not also taking 10 minutes just to sob and let it out? And I'm having that moment. I'm on birth control, so nobody freak out. I'm not pregnant at all. But because I'm on this birth control, I get my period in like the middle of the pack. So I felt it all week. I was like, it's coming, it's coming, and then it doesn't come. And then I'll get it like at the ninth hour right before I'm about to go on stage. But I did. I was having some heavy PMS this week that I was just, I don't know why. But you're just hysterically crying. And for the guys who listen to this podcast, you get it too. You all have your PMS moments. I know when Jeff's on his period, oh my God, he gets testy. He gets extra hungry. He just turns into a horse's ass for a hot second. We all know. So don't let men fool you that they don't have a moment a month. They do. And it's usually surrounded by heavy diarrhea. Anyways, but maybe, maybe we're all feeling a little red delicious. We're feeling like we're pretty on the outside. We got it going on, but maybe we need to take a second. And it's not like you have to share it with anybody. I'm not saying that like, I mean, call, phone a friend if you need, but maybe we just need to have that one thing where it's like, all right, I'm feeling shitty. I need to turn this attitude around, take an action step, and maybe go scream in the closet for five. You know what I mean? Or order myself I don't know, some compression socks on Amazon. Do something for yourself. But sometimes, you know, in my biz, the show must go on, but it doesn't always mean, you know, that the person inside is ready to perform. I'm kidding. I don't, I'm making this up. <laughs> I'm always ready, baby. I stay ready. Our next sponsor was sent to me and I started taking it a couple months ago and I've really seen such a remarkable difference. And I got to be honest with you, I was on the fence. I was like, is this actually going to work? And dude, it 
friggin' works. Okay. Even Boho Brit, when she was doing my hair the other day, she was like, Heather, your hair is growing in. It's coming in thicker. Like the baby hairs are real. I friggin' love Nutrafol. Do you know that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair? And if you're among them, know you're not alone. And there's absolutely a solution that you can trust to deliver results. I love Nutrafol. It's the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair and how it grows, like its thickness and visible scalp coverage. Here was my biggest thing. I learned that so much about my hair loss and hair thinning was because it was hormonal. And sometimes it's not just about what you're putting on your head, but it's about what you're taking in. And this is why I love Nutrafol. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code absolutely to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol, that's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Again, that's Nutrafol.com. Use promo code absolutely. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth by targeting the five root causes of thinning hair, which is stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. Again, if you take a look at what's actually Nutrafol and you tried to supplement this outside of this one concoction that they've made, it would be insanely expensive and crazy and they make it so easy for you. I love Nutrafol. I've really seen a huge difference and I think you should check it out too. Again, go to Nutrafol.com and use promo code absolutely. You know, I like to be cozy and I love getting cozy in my Print Fresh, which is a woman-owned size-inclusive sleepwear and lifestyle brand made for lovers of pattern and seekers of cozy. Keep it comfy this winter with sustainably made PJs featuring unique handcrafted prints, luxurious long sets, fabulous robes, and the best sleep shirts that are perfect for getting ready in for a night out or keeping cozy for an evening at home. I absolutely love everything that Print Fresh makes. I have all their pajamas and they're fabulous and delicious and yummy and very comfortable. And listen, it's about time that you treat yourself this new year. Go to printfresh.com slash absolutely not or use code absolutely not for 15% off your first order. See what's in store for the season and keep cozy. Another thing I love is that they are size inclusive, which they have everything in their size range comes from extra small to 6X and free exchanges. So everyone can find their perfect fit. There's nothing more annoying than when your girlfriend has something cute on. You're like, oh my God, where are those cute pajamas from? She's like, oh, they're from here. And then you go online, you check and you're like, oh, it doesn't go above a size large. Well, guess what? We're not thriving that way. But Print Fresh has extra small to 6X. So also a great idea to like get matching jammies for all your girlfriends, for a party or for, you know, a birthday, whatever. I love Print Fresh. And from bedding and wallpaper to sleepwear and bags, this is truly something for everyone who loves a good maximalist moment. You're going to love Print Fresh. Again, Print Fresh is a woman-owned, size-inclusive sleepwear and lifestyle brand. Sizes range from extra small to 6X, offering statement, making home decor and accessories that are full of personality. Go to printfresh.com slash absolutely not. That's printfresh.com slash absolutely not, or use code absolutely not for 15% off your first order. I got to be honest with you. I had to take an Imodium. I ate a lot of barbecue in Austin. At some point, someone in my group should have said, enough with the corn pudding. Enough with the brisket, bitch. Because at some point, your, your, your intestinal lining can't absorb any more corn pudding. And so I ate a hefty amount. And I had to take an Imodium before the show on Saturday. And I wore that light blue suit. And I looked at Chris backstage. I might do to the suit. And he goes, well, good thing you're wearing a tall boot. 
You know, like I didn't know. I literally went onto the stage and said, here we go. And sometimes, again, another great metaphor for life. Sometimes you just got to put on that knee-high boot and hope you don't doo-doo in the boot. You know, it's, it's, we're all, again, I have to say, give yourself grace because we're all just trying to keep our shit together. And knock on wood, knock on, knock on wood, we're okay, sort of, for right now. So what we got to do is keep our eye on the prize and just keep rolling with it, okay? You got this. If you're feeling good now, don't think that something doomsday is around the corner. Just remember, you got to prepare for success, take some action steps. We all got to work on the core, make sure we're feeling centered and feeling sexy. Because you know what I know this podcast is? Sexy. I I would say probably number one Apple review is sexy. I don't even look at the reviews, should I? I'd probably not. I don't know what the fuck I'm even talking about anymore. I'm currently looking at my uh, vision board that is just sitting in front of me. I saw a lot of my girlies been visioning, been doing your boards, and I'm proud of you. Tag me in your vision boards. Let's make it. Let's make it happen. We'll say I have a lot of places on this vision board that I prepared to travel to this year. Just These are just off the top of the head, at the top of the list. Japan, Africa, Spain, Portugal, South America in general, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Monaco, Switzerland, Philippines. Don't know how I'm going to get those in this year. Hopefully, could check a couple off the list, but uh, it's a lot of traveling that she's she's putting down. But uh, listen, we're all here and we're all doing it. But I want to hear what you guys are feeling red delicious about, you know? What do you feel like you're going through? Let your girl be the guide to be the you today you want to be tomorrow. Let's get into the voicemails. And if you've never called on the hotline, you can always call in 800-213-7503. Wow. I'm dyslexic with numbers, so I got tripped up there. Again. My husband thought I was a liar. He thought I was a liar about my dyslexia with numbers. And then one day he said, wow, you don't know how to do numbers sequentially. And I said, told you, bitch, told you. Let's get into the absolutely not line. Hi, Heather. This is Elizabeth. I'm from Texas and I am catching up on some of your episodes. I just listened to the one about when you were at the um, Beverly Hills Hotel and talking about, you know, like feeling like you don't have a seat at the table. And I think at the very end, you asked for all of us to call in and kind of share, you know, what are we feeling a little discouraged about? Or like, we don't have a seat at the table. And I am, I've been staying home with my kids for the past almost seven years. Before that, I was designing clothes and I had my own clothing line. I was really just starting to get some momentum Then my daughter was born. I lived across the country from family, had no support, and was like, you know what? I am going to have to put this on the back burner. So right now, you know, had my second baby in the middle of the COVID lockdown, have also moved across the country a little closer to family since then. All that to say, feel like I'm crawling out of the cave right now and hoping to get some more momentum going with my business. But I feel like sometimes I'm like, hey, Like, I'm awesome at this. I can do this. I have a unique perspective. People like it. People, you know, want to buy my stuff. People who have good taste want to buy my stuff. But then the next minute, I'm like, what are you doing? You have no business doing this. You don't have a unique perspective. Everybody is already, you know, people are already doing what you're doing. So I guess I would just love to hear from you. How do you fight that stuff? How did you make your way through the imposter syndrome? Does it ever go away? 
Do you still have it? Um, I just think it's amazing how you have really worked your way up. And I would love to hear some little nuggets of wisdom from you for a girl who's just trying to crawl out of the cave right now. Not with my life, but you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. Sister friend, I love that we're having this conversation and this is great. Also, what a reflective moment, right? You've had two beautiful children and now you're ready to get back into what really truly brought you joy, which was your fashion line. Please share it with us. I would love to promote it on the show. Let me know. Call back in, DM me, let me know. Eight hands up in the DMs so that we can we can put you on blast and share your creativity. But I hear you. I mean, I have so many friends now too that had kids, maybe took a little time off work and now they're trying to rediscover themselves. Listen, I've been a late bloomer in my career. I always knew what I wanted to do. I didn't always have the uh, the opportunity. Dude, I feel imposter syndrome every time I'm about to walk out on stage. I look at my list of notes of things that I want to try or change up, and I'm like, does anybody care? Does anybody want to listen to this? And then once I get the first five minutes out, I'm like, yeah, we're in the pocket. We're in the zone. And I walk off the stage, and I always say, I'm so glad I did that. And there was one thing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this right now. <clears throat> okay. Hopefully Robin doesn't mind that I share this. My mom is a brilliant woman. She's an absolute brilliant, brilliant creative person. And she was a late bloomer too. She had kids at 40, so late in life. But she had a, you know, budding career in in the aviation biz. She worked for an airline forever and and so lived her life. And when she had kids, my dad started his company and she stayed home with us. But my mom is such a creative artist, and that's why I'm so proud of her now with the right contemporary, her art company, like just going full throttle, like doing it, right? Because I think a lot of times as women, and I can't speak to it just myself because I clearly don't have kids, but a lot of times, you know, when you dedicate your life to your family, you can sometimes, not always, lose a sense of what what brings you joy outside of that, right? Of course, your family's bringing you joy. And my mom, you know, now that my dad is gone and, you know, and he always encouraged her with her art, but now she's been really full throttle in it. But one thing I always saw growing up is, and my mom and I have talked openly about this, is she would always come up with these brilliant fucking ideas, but there was never any follow through. And I think there's this fear, especially as women, like, well, does it mean if I follow through with this or if I go after this one goal or this career idea that then I'm giving up or somehow my family's going to be sacrificed in another way? And I told my mom, I was like, no, like absolutely fucking not. And one of the big things, but you do, you're always going to feel some sort of like you're being selfish about what you're doing. I mean, I'm out on the road and I do this for a living and I still some days feel selfish. I miss my family. I miss my dog. I'm like, what's my husband thinking? Like there are moments and I know that sounds fucking crazy, but I feel like, well, I should be having a kid right now and I should be doing this and that and this and that. We're all on our own fucking journey. But just know if you're feeling that, so is the next person. Everyone is feeling like they're failing at some part in their life. Now, you didn't say you felt like you were failing. You said you felt like an imposter starting from scratch. We all do. I think parents feel like imposters. I think it's half my girlfriends, when somebody handed them their baby to go home, they're like, why are you giving that to me? You know you're giving it to me. You know what I mean? One of my girlfriends has three kids and she's the most fantastic, cool, chill, amazing mom. And their day she's like, I, no one should have given me children. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's how we all feel. I trust and believe in my business. It is, listen, y'all are the first people to throw me under the bus. Not y'all because y'all are real. But y- the, the critics are out. As much good press as I get, there's going to be bad press. All right. But honey, as long as they are talking, you're walking to the bank. Thank you.
unless you've been, you know, arrested for tax fraud. I don't know. That's not a journey I'm trying to be a part of very much. So if the IRS is listening, you know, I pay on time and usually extra. And then I hope that you cut me a check back and you're like, good girl, too much. This was too much. Thanks for being honest. Here's a hundred dollars back. <laughs> but I mean, to answer it, I still feel like an imposter. Listen, there's other comedians in the biz that don't give me the fucking time of day. And you know what I did? I finally started to learn way back. There's so many wonderful people. And this is not directed towards one, maybe maybe a couple. It's just dudes, really. Um, but I started to really tell myself back in the day, I don't give a fuck. Because I know that I have a fresh perspective, a point of view, and everybody has a fucking story. And yeah, does everybody need to be a comedian? No. Some of y'all need to relax. But I know that my gift to the world is to bring joy. So however that is, whether I'm on QVC selling culottes on the 4 a.m. hour and dude, I was sitting in the nail salon in Austin. One side of the screen was soap operas. The other TV was QVC. And in one hour, this fabulous gay man sold a diamond bracelet, a mop, a vacuum, sweaters with animals on them. Not like not like an animal print sweater, like sweaters with like for kids with like animals on them. Like, a, like you know, you had a rhino on the sweater. Fucking weird, but very cute. I would have bought all the the you know, zebra shirt, like very cute stuff. Uh, then the guy sold tumblers, you know, like your typical Yeti Stanley tumbler. Then he went back to diamonds and then he was selling an under eye cream that literally transformed some of these old, old faces. And I was shooketh. I said, that is an ADD wet dream right there. That is my dream to eventually have a product that I can sell on QVC in the middle of the day or the middle of the night. And I'm like, okay, guys, not only do you need the Heather hoop, but you also need this under under eye cream and these baby clothes and you need a mop. Why? Because I'm a fucking entrepreneur genius. Listen, it's that time of year where you're probably doing a lot of, you know, health and wellness checks at the top of the year. Well, you know what? You should be checking your fertility. Even if you didn't think about it before, this is the time to do it. I love modern fertility and I'll tell you why. Modern fertility is the freaking best because it is such an easy, simple, kind of like carefree way to check your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. What you do is you take a simple finger prick, you send back a sample, and they can take a deeper look into your fertility hormones. There's a thing called AMH, which is your anti-mullerian hormone, which is one of the things that modern fertility can flag. I did modern fertility a couple of years ago, and I did not know what I didn't know about my fertility until I got my results back. It sent off an alarm inside of me that said, hey, I need to go down to my gynecologist, talk to my doctor, and figure out what my plan is. That that then encouraged me to freeze my eggs. And had I known what I know now, I would have done this years ago. I would have done this so much earlier so that I could have a better chance of getting stronger eggs. And, and listen, just nobody tells you about your fertility. You have to take all of this science and all of this care into your own hands and be your own advocate. But I love modern fertility. They make it so easy to learn all of this at home. Listen, traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600. But modern fertility tests the same general set of hormones for only $179. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely, you can get $20 off your test. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Again, modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Going back to all of this, 
I had a long sit down with my mom once. And I said, mom, I saw you so creative growing up, but I saw that you had all these great ideas, but there was never any follow through. So I think I am so gung ho and work my ass off now because I saw that I have opportunity now. And it's a very big, big, like deep rooted fear of mine. And I am sharing this publicly that I talk about it, but I don't be about it. So when I come up with an idea, I'm like, we have to execute. Because you can you can come up with a good idea all day long, but if you don't follow through and make it happen or at least try, that is my biggest fear. And it was a big fear when I started comedy. You know, I was going to open mics and you just have to rip the Band-Aid. So man, my, my suggestion to you is rip the Band-Aid and just do the fucking work. If you do the work, the universe will reward you. And we'd love to support you on the show, but do the fucking work. Just do it. Put your nose down, do the work, share it out into the world. It may not ever be everybody's cup of tea. I've had people say that about my comedy. And you know what? I'm funnier than shit. So suck a dick, Ronald. You know, but it won't be. But you can't worry about that. Not everything is everybody's cup of tea. We weren't all supposed to be put on this earth to like everything that everybody does and to get along all the fucking time. Would I like peace in the Middle East? Sure. It's okay to just do you, stay in your lane, and find your own fucking joy. That's okay. As long as you do it with honesty and integrity and you give yourself grace, that's what I'm here for, baby. I don't mean to be on a soapbox or to uh, be all over the place, but I just want you to know those feelings are normal and natural. Listen, we had this big uh, announcement that came out on NBC and uh, they're in the works for my new TV show that I've been writing. I can't right now. And here's the funny thing. This is Hollywood. I'm being very transparent with y'all. We did this big press release and I call my agents like, what does this mean? Like we haven't shot the pilot yet. It hasn't necessarily been picked up yet. So for me, I've been down this road. I feel imposter syndrome. I'm like, they put out this press release. Everyone thinks we've already shot this show. We haven't. We will because I've worked my ass off and it's a great script and they'd be crazy not to pick it up. But that is this business. Again, red delicious, bitch. We are all on the outside, cranking it the fuck out, but on the inside, no matter what. When we all lay down and lay our little heads on our pillow, we're all twisting and turning with the millions of anxieties and the things we wish we coulda, shoulda, toulda done. But you gotta just put one foot in front of the other. I always believe if you do the work, it'll fucking happen. You know what I'm saying? And I know that when this show gets picked up and it gets put on air, y'all will make it number one and I will win my Emmy because that's been on the vision board since 2018. But I felt imposter syndrome forever, especially being a woman in comedy. And I never like to use that as like a crutch. It's not a crutch. But definitely some days you're like, you know, you feel like you had to cater to the guys forever. Well, I don't. But when the guys come to the show, they have a hell of fucking great time. And that's all that matters. So that being said, just put your head down and do the work. And if you do the work, you better be prepared for success, baby, because I'm going to tell you this right now. You start whip stitching those blouses. I don't even know what you make. You start making those pants. Honey, before you know it, we're going to get Addison Ray. I don't know if she's by. We're going to get elect. You know what you need to do? Whatever you're making. I don't care if you're making culottes, home moo-moos, or bathrobes. Send it to Alex fucking Earl. You can get a pair of capri pants on that bitch. It's going to go viral. You know what I'm saying? 
peruse the TikTok. If ma'am, I hope you're making capri pants. I hope you're bringing them back. I loved a solid capri. And if you and if you do have a capri business, a capri pant, send it to Alex Earl because only that bitch could make capri pants hot. You don't know who Alex Earl is. Well, I don't know that I should have to explain that to you. Do a Google. She's a queen and we don't deserve her. But remember, just as you're feeling that, so is everybody else. And you know what? You tell them, suck my dick. Okay? Suck my dick. I don't care. I'm staying in my lane. I'm keeping my nose down. I'm doing my work and I'm giggling. And the shows are fucking fun. And I love performing and I love writing and I love living my best life because that's all I can do right now. And if you don't like it, don't come to the party. Then don't tear him a soup, bitch. You know what I mean? We don't need you. Girl, don't worry about it. You got this. Hey, Heather. Um, I have an absolutely not for you, which I personally find mind boggling, but again, whatever. Um, I was out with some girlfriends the other week and we were really having ourselves a day and we got really, just really drunk. And at one point I had been talking to one of the bouncers. Now, mind you, I was I was out of my mind at this point. I should have been taken home. I think I was speaking in tongues by this point. But the bouncer gave me his number and he put it on a piece of paper and was like, hey, keep this. I really want to take you out. I, not being of sound mind, just took it, didn't think anything of it, thought I lost the number the next day. This week, as I'm a whole week later, as I'm cleaning out my purse, I find a crumpled up piece of paper. I open it, and wouldn't you know it, it is the bouncer's number on it. And he wrote me a, a lovely little, dare I say, love letter that says, I would, W-O-L-D, love fuck your throat. Dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. So absolutely not bad grammar and spelling, but absolutely yes to a love note. Chivalry is not dead. Damn, sis. First of all, having anybody in general, and again, if you have kids listening to this podcast, this is where you definitely turn it down for them. And you should never have your children listen to my podcast. You're a terrible parent if you do. But man, nothing says gotcha, like love fucking your throat. You know? Wow. Chivalry is not dead. You're right. I mean, there's nothing more upsetting to me than when somebody says you're and you are, you know what I mean? You're, you're and you are, and they don't get it. That is, that's an ick. We haven't really discussed it. You know, there's this thing on TikTok going around. It's like, what are are your icks? When you start dating somebody and they do something and it's like, ick. And you're just like, no. And it just immediately turns you off from them. I type so fast and I post it on Instagram so fast without ever spell checking or grammar or anything. And I have like predictive text, you know what I mean? Like I have the, all that shit on that. I often have grammatical issues, but I think he meant it would W O O D. I think he was being tongue in cheek and a dick to throat. I think that's what he meant. He wants his wood in the back of your throat. Also, I would, I would call him. I would call him 
because you know he's employed. And remember, half the time with dating these days, it's just keeping your expectations wildly low. But you already know this guy has a job because you've been there. You've been to his place of employment and he clearly does a good job of it. So I would give him that benefit of the doubt. He's got a job. We're so grateful for that. But I would immediately text him back. Okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to text him back and say, hey, sir. And say, sir. Like you don't know his name. Hey, sir, I would, W-O-O-D, like to go out. However, you putting your penis down the back of my throat does not sound fun. I never want to blow you. But if you'd like to go to dinner and then maybe we can mutually touch each other's genitals with our hands, you know, start slow. Call me. XOXO. Drunk girl. You know, I mean, I know he was being funny, but I definitely think you call him and say, I would. And then screenshot that they, well, he knows, he remembers what he wrote down. He remembers because he was sober, because why he was working. And you know what we love? We love a king who has a job. We love an employed king. So that is nice. That is nice that he is employed. But no, no, at no point do I ever, ever want your penis in my mouth, ever. I will do it because that is a give and take in a relationship, but I am not wanting to, but I do. It's consensual. I'm not saying it's not, but I don't want to, but I do, but I, it's not, I, but I did it, but she did. She believed she could. So she put a penis in her throat and that is so, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Men have to do half the work. It's a lot of work, but I say you call him, ah, fuck it. He's funny. He's got a sense of humor. And biggest, he's got a job. You know what I mean? And honestly, he's already put up with the worst version of you. Because you were, I'm sure, a fucking nightmare going in and out of that bar. I say you give him a call. You know what I mean? I say fucking roll the dice. Absolutely, yes. Roll the dice. Take a chance on love. Because you know what? If you don't. It's a missed opportunity. Maybe do a light Google search. You know what I mean? Just like see if he has a good track record or how many other bars and nightclubs he's been fired from. Like maybe just call around for a couple references again and like share your location and always let your friends know where you are when you go on this date. But he's already dealt with the worst version of you and still wanted to call you. So I say probably marry the guy. It's got a sense of humor. The grammar you can fix later. But I would say, hey, sir, I'll touch your penis with my hand to start. But it's going to take at least seven trips to Outback Steakhouse before I'm putting it in my mouth. Bloomin' Onion style. No dice. Okay? Capiche? Thank you. But guess what? I think you just found your next husband. New one, first one, all of them. You found him. Congratulations. Ah! I love a love connection. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather, it's your girl, Jacqueline, original Georgia peach here, now living in Northwest Montana. And my absolutely not is postpartum, all of it. I am a mom of two. I have a new eight-week-old. And once again, postpartum is just absolutely not. Starting from the birth, like the birth is just, why is it so hard? This thing that I'm supposed to be able to do is just so hard. And it's all because Eve, back in the Garden of Eden, ate a simple carbohydrate, and God was like, absolutely not from that tree. I'm going to curse women from here on out to have painful births. So 
also, that is why my badge is torn. It's because eBay didn't absolutely not. And also absolutely not to my postpartum body. I know that I'm supposed to be like, power to me, I birthed the baby, et cetera. But like, really, it's just like, I'm positive that my uterus is floppy and my tits are soaked in milk and my ass is the size of a dump truck and I'm weak as hell. So yes, I know it will get better, but absolutely not to postpartum bodies. Like I'm proud of myself, but I also am able to like not be happy with it. And then absolutely not to the way that healthcare just doesn't take care of new moms. OBs are amazing, nurses are amazing, but it needs so much more than that. I like this time around have a pelvic floor PT and a prenatal chiropractor and like multiple therapists for me and my husband because all of it requires a team and not just one doctor. And no one tells you, you have to go through it once, figure it all out, and then hopefully do better the next time. So overall, absolutely not to all of postpartum and how hard it is, but thankfully I have your podcast bring me a little bit of joy during night feeds every week. And I'm so grateful for you. Love you, mean it. Girl, I hear you. And I want to say thank you for calling in and sharing this. And listen, I may not be able to speak on it or to it because I haven't had a baby taken out of me yet. But I'll tell you right now, I am knee deep, arms, you know, sleeves are rolled up with my other girlfriends and their kids and their postpartum and what's going on. And, you know, do you got an ice of pussy? You know, did your butthole fall out? Are you peeing yourself? Fun fact, I think I told you this before. My dear friend, Carol, Dr. Carolyn Lucas is a big PT. She does pelvic. If you're in the Nashville area, you should call Carolyn because she's absolutely to die for. But she started studying and specializes in the pelvic floor recovery for new moms and for other injuries. And she said one of the reasons that quote unquote moms pee themselves, it's, you know, the old joke that your your vagina is loose because so many kids have fallen out of it is not true, right? That's not true. It's actually because your muscles are so tight on your pelvic floor because they just went through trauma that they're, it's like in a constant, it's almost as if you have a Charlie horse. You know, when you get a Charlie horse in your leg and that muscle's cramped, that's exactly what your pelvic floor is doing. So it can't control. So sometimes you might do a little TTC, you know what I mean, Sammy? You might do a little shunting, shunting in your shorts because it's actually, the muscles are too tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's a pelvic floor specialist. That's what she does. She goes in there. I think she puts her whole hand in there, shifts some stuff around. But you know, at this point, you've already had a human come out of you. So what's another hand? You know what I'm saying? But you're right. It takes a team. It takes a team. You got to have somebody fixing your pelvis. You got to make sure your asshole didn't fall out. Then you got, you know, maybe you're lucky enough to get a night nurse and you got to deal with your mother-in-law coming over and throwing her two cents on how you're breastfeeding. Then, you know, maybe your husband goes back to work first, or maybe you're also working and you're working mom and you got to balance it all. And now your nipple cream's worn off and your tits have turned purple. And that's the thing. I didn't even know you could get infections in your nipples. I had a girlfriend, her nipple turned into hard as a rock. She was on antibiotics for 30 fucking days. I mean, I get sinus infections like people get their period once a month and heavy, but this bitch's nips turned literally like dark and hard and you got to massage them and then you got somebody chomping on them all the fucking time. Man, we don't give ourselves enough grace and we don't give the moms around us enough grace. Now, I know that I have a fairly strong female listener you know, viewership of this. And I asked that maybe you call that new mommy in the group and just be like, hey, bitch, how your tits feeling? Did they fall off? Did your tits fall off? You know, 
much less 99% of my friends too, whether their body quote unquote bounce back, which is fucking insane and absurd. Most of them said their tits were already, they're like, my tits are gone. They're still there, but there's no life behind them. You know what I mean? And my tits are down to my ankles now. I'm ready for a boob job. I haven't even had a kid yet. And I just, but most people, if you look at a lot of new moms, especially after they stop breastfeeding, you look at them, they're dead behind the eyes and you know that they're dead behind the tits. Just loose skin. Just, a, you know, lifeless. And that's okay. We're all there. You know, maybe if we all started watching a little more National Geographic and watch, stopped watching so much Miami Vice porn, we'd know. You know, also the standards are so insane. Listen, bitch, if you want to get a tummy tuck and live your best life, do it. If you don't, you don't have to. Do what's going to make you feel good. But also being able to come on this podcast and bitch that you feel shitty about yourself is totally fucking normal and fine and safe and healthy. You know, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, I had even like one eighteenth the experience after having to go through so many rounds of trying to freeze my eggs and I was just beefed up on hormones. And then once I started shedding all the hormones post egg retrieval, I had all the symptoms of like what happens after you have a baby, right? I mean, my, my I didn't rip tip to taint, but my hair fell out. Like you have that postpartum hair falling out. My hormones were all over the place. My weight was up, couldn't take the weight off. And my OB was like, yeah, this is very similar because you just had such an influx of all these artificial hormones that you're putting in your body to try and mimic pregnancy, right? It's a mind fuck. It's an absolute roller coaster mind fuck. And then you got these other, you got these Pilates mommies on fucking Instagram being like, had the baby last week. Did you? Did you? And also good for them. If you're one of those thin bitches that bounces back, good for you. I didn't even have the baby. They just got mine and put it on ice and it was already traumatic. So also the other set of you numb nuts that are like, when are you getting pregnant? When are you getting pregnant? Oh, so I can also be a miserable cunt because if you think the acid reflux isn't already fucking throbbing and I don't even have anything in utero. And if you don't think that this tiny urethra that already gets UTIs is not going to be in a full fucking flare up once there's the a, a 14 pound fucking baby sitting in my uterus, you're out of your mind or my urethra. Okay. And then the entire time I will have wished that I would have just put Jeff's dick in the back of my throat, like the lady who called beforehand. Okay. So everybody too, Ma'am, this is a safe space. You're allowed to call. You're allowed to bitch about, fuck this. Nobody talks about it while we're talking about it. I hope your nipples haven't fallen off. But also on the other end of it, nobody talks about the fact that y'all shove this shit. You say, when you have the baby, when you have the baby. You don't know what's going on, okay? Okay, and I just, I had to help my friend put together her, her vagina. Rip, tip to taint. Asshole, fell out. That can happen. Nobody told me. And then I witnessed it. And I said, you know what I mean? Now she's going to physical therapy for her butthole. So maybe if we had these more honest conversations, I don't know. There'd be, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know emotionally where I'm going. All I'm saying, it's refreshing to have an honest conversation. But then you guys also dump this shit on me. And then you're like, so when are you getting pregnant? And that also is fucked up. 
You know what I mean? Not in the same breath. You can't, you can't tell me that your asshole just fell out and then in the same breath ask me, when am I implanting? That's a lot. Let me emotionally, as the friend who hasn't had the baby, also try and be encouraging and supportive on this journey, but then don't also grill me. Y'all also love to do that. Baby would look good on you. Bitch, you have an ice pack in your actual butthole right now. Come on now. Come on. Hey, Heather, this is Brittany. I I called you two weeks ago about my grandpa being sick. Well, like you do, I live with my grandpa and take care of him, but um, this motherfucker decides to die. And I understand that he's 94, but how fucking dare you? I've only lived with you for six months. I have plans for us to do a fucking photo shoot and then make a calendar. It's just so fucking, I understand that I'm so grateful to have him for 94 years. And I, a lot of people don't get that, but like, it, what the fuck? I wasn't prepared. I still have his groceries. I don't know what to do. I'm like in a fucking serious depression over it because he was so sick for two weeks, but like, it's still hard. And I know that I feel so fucking ungrateful and I should be so blessed that it was 94 years. And I, I personally feel like I needed more time, at least one more year. I didn't even, he didn't even give me an eviction notice or a letter that he was moving out. You just die and now I have all your stuff. It's hard. And now I'm just rearranging the place so it doesn't feel, so it feels a little bit more like mine and not ours. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's a mixed emotion bowl. And now I'm just alone with a dead grandpa's fucking shit everywhere. And it's not even good shit. Well, some of it's really good, like the paintings that I saved those and those are hanging up and no one fucking touch them. I was told by siblings I fucking stab them and take them before I fucking move. Um, But like the fucking hordes of chocolate and fucking nuts he was hiding in his room because he thought I was too fat and I was going to fucking eat them all. Well, look at me now, Grandpa. I'm just fucking eating them because you left them. And what else am I supposed to do? Oh my God. And then I found his widowed his fucking wife's fucking death certificate and goes, Lorraine's death certificate. This was the day I became single. Fucking written on it. I'm like, what the fuck, Grandpa? This is the longest voicemail ever. I'm so sorry. It's been only like a week. And that, ladies and gentlemen, what you just heard was called a nervous breakdown. And in the best possible way, obviously, we had to air that. Absolutely not to Grandpa dying. Because you know what? 94 years. You know what? You know what, ma'am, I hear you. I hear you. You were not ready. You know, none of us are really ready when our loved ones pass. I sure as fuck wasn't ready for my dad to die so young. But you know what I did? I get angry. You're at the grieving process. It's called anger. You're at the stage of grieving where it's just, you're mad. And you're allowed to do that. Go to his grave. You know, just stomp around like you're having a little temper tantrum. Like you're 10 years old and your mom said you can't have a sleepover. I dare you. I dare you to go to the cemetery and just stomp. You know what I mean? Like, and just yell and stomp around. And then somebody's going to come out of the funeral home and be like, ma'am, are you okay? And you go, he might, he's 94. He wasn't supposed to die yet. And they'll be like, ma'am, the act, act, that was a long, fruitful life. And you just stomp around like a brat. You know what you are? You're a grieving brat right now. And I love every second of it. I love every minute of it. And you need to own it. And I think you are owning it. I mean, it is a full nervous breakdown and like definitely don't get behind the wheel anytime soon. But what you're doing is a grief brat moment. And I love it. I remember, you know, I've said this before. I still 
there are advantages when somebody dies. Like you still can pull that card and you will for a while. But although, hold on real quick, side note, you're never really allowed. Like for the other people listening who've lost somebody, you're never really allowed to use the grandpa died card, right? You could say it's fresh, but nobody ever really, and it's not that we don't feel sorry because all death is, is it doesn't matter. It's equally sad. But anybody who's lived, I'd say above 90, it was enough, enough. Now you're being selfish. You know what I mean? But I still go to the makeup counters at like Nordstrom, Saks, Neiman's, and I get really high-end like La Mer products, Chanel lip glosses. And I go in there and I start crying. And I'm like, I my dad's funeral is like in an hour and I don't even have my makeup with me because I forgot it. I just flew in. And then I get a full beat and then they give me like tons of free, like real size samples and I leave. And technically my dad is dead. You know what I mean? And it was a seven years ago for sure. But can I still use that? Yes. So I think you could use that, but I don't know if people, like if you go to the Chanel counter at Neiman's and you're like, my grandpa just, just died, it's still fresh. But a year after it's no one will feel sorry. You know what I mean? Because then they'll be like, okay, grandpa. And I'm not saying that sounds harsh. I'm not saying that that's, you did not have a fantastic relationship, but there is for the other people grieving. If you're 90 and up and somebody died, you don't get to use that for more than a year. I'm just letting you know your grief is you're allowed to always grieve that life, but to get free shit out of that is only a year. Now they died. There's like a hierarchy. If they died at 80, you get two years, 70, three years. My dad died before six. So I get like 25 years. You know what I mean? I just want you to understand like, so we're all on the same page of where we're all starting with this. Also, I love that you, you know, you're allowed to be pissed, but I want you're in a brat phase and that's good. That's a part of the anger phase and you're pissed and you're allowed to be pissed. I got more mad at my dad after he died. I was like, you fucking, like, how do you get pancreatic cancer? Nobody fucking knows. It's like the most silent, deadly killer. And I was like, yeah went to a Falcons game once. And I just was like creating scenarios in my head that gave him pancreatic cancer. I, we, don't, we haven't figured that one out. And I don't think the medical community has either. But regardless, I love that you just said, I'm keeping his fucking paintings. And if anybody touches them, I want to fucking kill you. Also, definitely threaten the rest of the family. You know what I mean? I, to let them know. Leave everybody a voicemail. Call everybody in the family tonight. The aunts, the uncles, everybody. Everybody. It sounds like you've been drinking and just leave a voicemail. It's like, if you come for Papa's paintings, I will kill you. You know, like I just let it out. Let it out. Let it out. They're going to go, oh, yeah, she lives with them. You know what I mean? She had a photo shoot planned. You had a fucking photo shoot planned. A cal- a Papa calendar? Are you kidding me? Mm. Honestly, the audacity. The audacity of him to go before the calendar shoot was just selfish. It was selfish. You know, maybe grandpa, maybe papa was a little bit shyer than he wanted to let on. And maybe in the long run, him, you know, going was him not disappointing you later when you try and force him to do a photo shoot for a calendar. And he's like, I don't want to take nude photos for your friends. This is weird. You know what I mean? Maybe he just knew that in order for him to be the day, be the him today that he wants to be tomorrow, he had to go. So I'm, I'm just justifying. I'm just running through this, this carousel of justification in my mind of what I think, you know, could have happened. He said he was sick and I'm sorry. I'm so sorry about that. But I do think maybe one of the things that may have led him to, you know, just say, you know, 
let the good Lord take me is when he heard he had to do a calendar photo shoot, you know? And I'm not saying that's on you. Not saying that. But maybe we should also lower our expectations for what we put the elders through. Listen, I yell at my mom every day. She came down in an outfit and I said, go upstairs. Nope. Bitch out on snow boots and skinny jeans. And I said, it's not snowing. It's 54 degrees out and you need a, a, a drop kick flare. Like you need a flare on the leg because your legs are too thin. And she and I yelled at each other for 25 minutes in the kitchen. And when she came back down, what did she look? Cute. You know what I mean? Like we have to do these things. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm going to do a photo shoot with my mom because that sounds delightful. But you live in that house. So you take your time. Literally put caution tape on the door. Don't let anybody in the home. You go through all the belongings first. And then once you're good and ready and you've made your pile of the things of pawpaws that you're going to keep, then you can let everybody else in. You know, and then maybe what y'all could do is, cute idea, look at this positive pivot. You guys could put on all Papa sweaters because like my Papa had great Lacoste sweaters, like vintage ones. And you all put, on, put them on and then everybody does a month of like Papa's favorite things. And you guys do an in memoriam Papa calendar shoot with the family members or like all the grandkids. All I'm saying, it's not a bad idea. And then you could make money off of it and either keep it or you could give it to a charity. But I also just say like, keep it. You know what I mean? Oh, give it to a charity, but also like keep the money. But I just want you to know that during this grieving process, you're allowed a year because he was 90 and above. You're allowed a year to get free stuff. Whether that's you go to, you know, Jersey Mike's and you're sobbing and you want a free sub, whether you need your oil changed at Jiffy Lube, whether you need an up free upgrade on the Deltas, go to that ticket counter, be sobbing. Like, I got to make it a big granddad's funeral. Even though we know that you don't have to fly for that. And they're like, ma'am, the flight's going to Cancun. And you're like, I know. I know you lived in Mexico. Whatever you have to do, you have one year to lie to get free shit a part of your like bratty grief process. I still have a couple more years and by a couple more, like 25 more years. So that's, I mean, I am one upping you a little bit there, but I just want you to know, like you have a year. So write it out, get the free shit, make the calendar, sell it, you know, keep the paintings. But then after that, you got to be big girl and we got to, okay. All right. And you just got to live your life fabulously in honor of Papa. And I'm sorry, gone too soon. But you know what? He loved you. And he was so grateful that you were there in the end. And on a real serious note, my Mimi, who was so mean to me, was actually, I spent like a week with her before she died. And I think we got like a week together because my sister was at camp. And I remember it was like a big deal that Mimi let me hang out with her and just her only. And then Mimi got sick. Maybe, fuck, maybe I took Mimi out. I don't know. I was six. It was a lot. But I remember having that one week with Mimi where like it was just she and I, and I think we finally saw eye to eye. And I got her and I was an empathizer. Even at six, I knew that she gave me a hard time because she had lost her youngest son and I was the youngest. And, you know, I was fulfilling poorly some void of what she missed. And she was probably annoyed by me that I wasn't her son and I was the youngest and I was a girl and I was chubby and annoying and I always had tap shoes on that were loud. I know all of these things checked off the boxes of why Mimi didn't want to be around me. But at the end, I got a week with her and I think we had a moment. And if you don't think that I will be milking my father's death to get free things forever, I mean, you could literally name it. I'm on a, a, what? Let's see. I'm at Costco. Me and your membership. Your membership has expired. My dad just died. 
and I have to get family size snacks for the funeral. And then just be like, can I come back next week? And they're like, yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries. You know what? You know what? This membership's on us. Yeah, bitch. Did he die seven years ago? Sure did. Am I going to use that to my advantage? Because that's what Kyle would want. He would be mortified. Regardless, though, that's a part of my brat grief journey. And you're on yours. And own it. And you know what? Papa's proud of you. And he loves you. And he's so glad that he got to spend that last bit of time with you. And you take all the time you want. But remember, you got to get out of the house. You got to take a shower. Okay, baby girl? Okay. You guys, I love you so much. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I will be back next week. Again, you can always call into the Absolutely Not line 800-213-7503. I love you. I mean it. Again, we're going to be on the road this week. We'll be in Augusta. Then I have two shows in Charleston this weekend. Then next weekend, I think it's Indianapolis, Cleveland, and maybe Kansas City. We're fucking tearing it up. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. Also, I will have the new tour merch soon. It's it because of the Chinese New Year, all some of our samples took a while to get back to us, but we're getting the samples. Everything's being signed off for, but you can order it online live at the shows. We'll have a QR code. And then soon, and hopefully the beginning of March, I'll have all the stuff actually at the shows. But in the meantime, I'll make it accessible to everybody. So stay tuned for that, that announcement. The new tour stuff is so cute and so cool. And as always, you can get your tickets at heatherontour.com. I will see you next week on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.